Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Gray is missing. Tookie wants to make the cover of Food and Wine magazine and Dex bombs her PI certification interview. All that and more on the Stumptown After Show. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, I love this intro song so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us back here at the Stumptown After Show. We're talking episode 5, Bad Alibis. It's your girl Shay Jones here with my lovely co-host, uh, my lovely co-host I could say it, Miss <laughs> Latoya Blakely. Now she is a Kobe Smolders, Michael Ely, staying around here. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> Glad to be back. <laughs> hey guys, I know Ollie's not here. But he will be back with us next week. So this episode, we're talking about the fact that Gray is missing. Tookie is exploring his cuisine as a chef. And Dex might bomb her PI certification. We also have news, big news, and our predictions and special segment to come later. So we're going to get into Gray and Kane. Okay. They're interesting just relationship they have. Yeah, yeah. Because Kane's the big baddie, obviously. Right. And, but sounds like, great, seriously, really calm within this. Before we talk about that, can I give my initial impression of the episode? Yes, let's definitely go over your overall thoughts. Okay, so overall thoughts, I thought this was a very, like, high energy um, action packed episode as they've all been. Yes. And I love Stumptown's use of music. The the soundtrack for some town is everything we never knew we needed. It, but I love. agree, it's amazing. Like it's amazing. It is incredible. So that's my overall impression. It was a great episode. I, I agree with you. This episode was everything, especially the fight scene that we would get to because I love a good fight scene when it comes to Dex. Yes, I just appreciate it for sure. Okay, sorry. So question number one was <laughs> <laughs> question number one: Kane and Gray's relationship. Obviously, Kane's the big baddie. People fear him, mm-hmm. and he's used to it. But when it comes to Gray, Gray, even though he's been kidnapped, quote unquote, he's more calm and he's very, very single-minded, focused on just trying to do his job. Yeah. Hopefully, it gets me out of here. But obviously, even if you do the job that Kane wants you to do, you might not make it out of here alive. Yeah. Because he could renege. So sure. what was your initial thoughts on their relationship This that we've seen? Because it's more flushed out. Right. So I definitely feel like we are learning about each character, but specifically Gray, like piece by piece. Um, going into this episode, we knew that he was a felon, right? But yes. I thought as well that he had gone to prison for theft. And so we learned this episode that he is an explosives expert and that Gray is very... Like you said, he's just very calm about all of this. Like, he is kind of no nonsense. Like, he's here because I have to be here. But I'm not necessarily playing by your rules. Like, I'm here, I'm doing the job, and then I'm out. And so, I don't think we got an answer as to why Kane 
let Gray be so like assertive and independent with him. And he says, you know, you're the only person I let talk to me like that. So I would like to know why. Like, I would like to know why Gray has like a special place with Kane when other people don't. I feel like because he said that, it was their relationship goes back further. Like maybe even a teenage childhood even. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah, there's something there because no one else talks to Kane that way. Right. Only Gray seems to be able to do it. Right, right. Without any retribution. Right. At the same time. Yeah. And even when... I'm like, maybe I'm jumping ahead. But I was going to say, even when um, Gray pulled a gun... It was shaky. Like, there was a deep connection between both Kane and Gray in that moment. In a way, just saying, of Gray saying... Don't make me do this. Right. I don't want to do this. I don't even want to be here right now. Yeah. But I don't want to hurt you. There's something very much deeper in their relationship that we have not touched on yet this For season. Sure. And I hope that we get to learn more on just how they became these two people. And obviously, you know, he sells you half a million dollars. There's that. Well, he turned over the artifact, right? So A I Native thought, American, 12,000 year old. Yeah, so I thought that covered the debt. Everyone's dead. Kane's rich now. No, Kane got caught now. Whoa. Well, that, I mean, well, obviously, yeah, we're yeah. jumping a little bit ahead, <laughs> obviously. So, at the end of this episode, after Gray pulled the gun, obviously, Kane shot Denton, it seems like. Or, I've, we don't know who shot who. Just because of the way of the trajectory of the bullet, I wouldn't think Kane, you can't miss at point blank range. Unless you're, like, your hand is shaking like Gray was. In y'all, my mind. If y'all have been tuning in uh, throughout this show, then you know Shay is an <laughs> expert at, like, assumptions and filling in the hole. <laughs> so now we're talking about bullet trajectories. I'm, I'm, I'm a natural conspiracy theorist when things don't add up for me, okay? Okay. I have, I right. have questions. Because That's of good. the trajectory hit his right leg and it also made, 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 uh, may have hit a major artery. So in my mind, if you're pointing your gun at somebody's chest, point blank range, you can't miss the shot. But we didn't see the shot, did we? No, we only heard the gun Right, shot. right. So who knows what was happening at that point? Which, yeah, which is also, maybe, did Gray do it by accident, like a misfire? And yeah, it, I don't think that happened. But I do feel like um, the guy who got shot, what was his Denton. name? Denton. was reaching for something. Oh, yeah, he was reaching for a crowbar. Right, so maybe he swung and, like, caught oh. Kane off guard. Which is how he got shot. Right, yes. right, right. Definitely. Those are, like, seriously, those are the questions that I had <laughs> during that scene. Obviously, Gray is good at what he did in his previous life as a criminal. Yeah. Because he got into the vault with minimal... Anything broken on the other side. So he's very good at what he did. Well, he's an expert, according he, to Detective Hoffman. I would like to know where he picked up these skills. I mean, he he had a life before Dex. Clearly. <laughs> what was that life? A, a life he really, he doesn't, I guess he just, he wants to leave that. I guess he really wants to leave that person behind. He doesn't want to be reminded of his past because he is trying to be a, a legit member of society now. Yeah. So, I mean, when you do, when you've done bad things in your life... Sometimes you don't want to tell the new people that come into your life that you let into your life all the bad things that you did. Yeah. Because you don't want them, you want them to know the person you are now, not the person you were back then. Sure. So, you know, that's how it goes. And then Hoffman is, slowly looks like he's going off the deep end. 
He has his murder board in his apartment. He's supposed to be in Hawaii. He is not in Hawaii. He is not in Hawaii. And to give Shay props, I think she predicted that on our last show that he was never going to make it to Hawaii and that he was going to continue investigating off the books. And that's exactly what he did. When he Detective Hoffman has a very single mindedness when it comes to his police work, which is also is what makes him a great cop. Mm-hmm. But also because he's personally involved in the case so thoroughly, mm-hmm. there was no way he would not have, you know, especially when you have a like your gut instinct is telling you that this man is still in Portland and you're searching, wasting resources, wasting a lot of money in Canada and Mexico. Did the search go that far? Yeah, that's that's what that's what the uh, Emily told him when she came to drop by. Okay, the All files right. he needed. Okay, that they're going to Canada because they think he went up there. Okay, I was like, here we go, Shay. She rewriting the story. No, I paid attention to the story. <laughs> I'm very, I was very, Focus. I'm, with, I'm with him. I was very focused Got on it. that information, and obviously the lieutenant knows he's lying, and it comes over to take his badge away, which something we all could have seen coming. Sure, because. You're, you're, I answer to people like I have your back because I might be your lieutenant, but I also think they're very they're friends yeah, at the same sure. time. But I do answer to people, and I have to now be your boss in this situation. Yeah, and you and it makes me feel like I'm the bad guy. Yeah, and she was protecting him for sure. She attempted. <laughs> yeah, even when she came to like take his badge, I think it was part of it was out of protection, and she warned him like you're on a very fine line, and you keep doing this and. You may not be able to do it anymore in terms of she was like, you're on the verge of losing your badge and, and your livelihood. Maybe you're going to be a P.I. now right. at that point. They'd be a good team. They make a great team. Yeah. As he comes to Dex to hire her. I really hope she got paid after this because we never found out. I'm just saying. I, I think that was more of a favor. It, it was a it was a favor, but I would with my five hundred dollars. <laughs> That was the question I have. Like you, you wanted my services to find Gray. Yeah, I found Gray for sure. I, so, what know, did you think about Kane and Gray's relationship? From, I definitely think they they've been they were childhood buddies or high school buddies. Like their bond spanned decades. I really, I really believe that. Okay, which is there's only one way a person, like when you're you run your empire by fear. And the one person you let talk to you any kind of way without any retribution is someone who's known you for decades because you've had that kind of camaraderie, you've built that kind of trust or, you know, repartee with that person. Okay. In enough years where you need you need that sense of love headedness in your life. So a prediction from yeah. Shay. Prediction. Coming early out prediction. early. <laughs> An it, early prediction. Is that they've known each other forever, Kane and Gray. Maybe childhood friends. Definitely. Okay. I don't. I don't think they because especially when you're in, you have the life of being a criminal, there is not a lot of people you can trust to have your back or to you know keep their word. I should say. Okay. Because everybody's going to be out for the money at the end of the day. That's the only reason why we're here. We're here to get the money and then go our separate ways. Sure. But I can also fleece you for that money and then leave you shot and dead in the ditch. Okay. So. And though Gray does, you know, in a, fear Kane in a sense, it's not at the same level as everybody else seems to have. For sure. And then I even, I mean, yes, maybe he fears him somewhat 
but that fear wasn't very present. Like it wasn't yes. at the surface, you know, maybe it's deep down and there's some level of like not really knowing what he's going to do. But I felt like Gray was willing to risk it and or call his bluff. Yeah. So it seemed. And calling bluffs was Hoffman with Dex saying, you think you knew your friend. He was an explosive expert. Like they're searching. I love, I have to say, I did love the fact that Ansel's birthday was the combination to the safe. I thought that was super cute. And just shows, you know, the bond that he has with Ansel. For sure. That was adorable. And, you know, you have to go search through his apartment. And she finds an engagement ring. Now, that definitely has a story behind it. For sure. What it is, I want to know. Yeah, we'll find out who's that ring for. I really so want to know. And then Hoffman goes off to the 312 to talk to old buddy Petey. And find that in the car parts box, there were actually just gun shells. The same gun shells that he found in Gray's safe. Yeah. So, you know, he puts on, I'm big bag detective. You think you got to tell me information now, PD, or I can shut you down. But like Pete says, I'll be, I didn't ask. I just sell. Which is also how most senses work. I don't need to know where it came from. Yeah. I just need to get my money and keep on pushing with my life. Or, you know, more than that, like, if I don't ask, then I don't have anything to tell. So it just keeps and me out of it. And I can't be held culpable right. Right. <laughs> for any action that we're taking with the things I sold you. Yeah, because I didn't ask. I just sold it. That's my job. How, are, how did you feel about Hoffman's slightly unhinged this episode? Uh, I don't know if I felt like Hoffman was unhinged. Um, when I, un, okay, I feel like, yeah, unhinged is a very strong yeah, word. Very, yeah, yeah. I was a little more out of character for who he is at, in his moral compassness. Well, what's his moral compass? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I necessarily feel like we have an answer for okay. that. Um, honestly, Hoffman, as much as I like him, he has kind of some um, shady characteristics or like, I feel like his character has been written in a way where we don't really know who he is or what's going on. Like, I know in the beginning I had some questions about like him and Sirius's widow. Like, what was their relationship? You know, when she comes into the police yeah. station in the very beginning. So like, I had questions about that. And now he's, seeing sleeping with Dex um he I don't want to blame him for the CS death but he definitely put him in that situation and maybe Kane there was some truth to Kane's words when he was like yeah I put that bullet in his head but you served him up because he did he served him up like Darius said something doesn't feel right I don't want to go in there I don't think this is good and Detective Hoffman was like shake it off like you got this because I feel like if he has other CIs, that's how they all feel. That's probably the same thing he's been told a lot. So I don't think in his mind he th- really thought he was sending his friend to a death sentence. Yeah, maybe not. But, you know. I mean, yeah, life is life. You know, you're searching for Kane for a reason. Like, you're on his troll for a reason. You knew he was dangerous. This guy saying to you, I don't feel safe. Like, I feel like something's up. And so I thought it was a little selfish for him to, like, push him into that situation. So to get back to your question, because you asked if I felt like Hoffman was acting in a way that was uncharacteristic. I don't. I feel like what we've seen thus far perfectly led him to this situation. And we knew that Darius is, like, taking everything else out of it. We knew that Darius's death affected him enough to push him to the point of potentially losing his job because he wasn't going to let this go. So I do feel like that what we saw tonight was very, like, in line with, like, what we've been seeing from him. 
Okay. I'm on the fence on that. Only because I feel that his personality or his character, he has a very strong of what's right, what's wrong. I mean, he he's flexible mostly with Dex on <laughs> those type of situations. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he, he is a good cop with good instincts. Yeah. And he's the type of cop that I don't ever think could be dirty. Yeah, no. In, in, no, that, no, no. in that yeah. sense. And for me, the things he does is questionable. Of the end results, I will, I will, you know, concede to that fact. But character-wise, I feel like there's obviously a lot more we need to learn about Detective Hoffman as to why did he become a cop? Because I don't think we haven't learned that yet. We didn't know what actually led him to be a cop, how he and Darius knew each other. Mm-hmm. But now we know it's been 10 years since his death. Yeah, we did learn that tonight. So for nine years, like he has had that overwhelming guilt, like just like survivors, survivors guilt is a terrible, terrible thing. Like it festers. Like and granted, you, you might have set him up, but also Darius was a grown man. He could have still walked away. After, uh, not not after, actually. That's after, not the after, way it after, works. after he left that car, he could have he could not he didn't have to walk in that house. I'm not trying to place blame on Darius. I really want to state that I'm not. But I'm also saying Darius could have made a choice that even though Hoffman wanted him to go in, he could have not gone in the house. That's not really the way it works with CIs. I mean, that's a cute idea, I, idea. but that's not the way it really works. It's more like you do what I told you to do or you go to prison. So, you know. Like, maybe he had a bit of a choice, but not quite as free will as you're expressing. I probably is more idealistic. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. But, you know, there's that. But, you know, before we get more idealistic and more into this episode, I just want to say thank you guys so much for, you know, tuning into us week after week at AfterBuzz TV. We love doing what we do here for you guys. And this is seriously one of the best jobs I've ever had. But to keep continuing to do what we do, we need your help. So if you're watching us right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and give us a thumbs up. If you're uh, listening to us right now on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. The one through four were blown up by um, Gray. They don't work. I'm so sorry. I can't take that. Legit is why. Just Gray blew him up. He gets like that sometimes. He's he, He's been through a very traumatic two days, okay? But again, we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And speaking of things we love, Tookie loves food. Tookie loves food. He has his nice little food truck. And he, he's comfortable for a second until he gets on the ground by way of CJ. What's his last McCullum. name? McCollum. McCollum saying that his tacos are the best. And he thinks that he needs to expand. You know, he gets the big head. Like, I'm going to, I need to expand my franchise, my business. And then when Dex gives him the opportunity to come to Bad Alibis to fill in because her chef, Gray's chef, quit, he decides to get very festive and elaborate with his Mexican cuisine. Yeah. What do you think of Tuki's? aspirations in this episode. Well, I think that we learned from when Tuki helped Dex um, a couple episodes ago investigate the husband. Yes. Um, Tuki takes pride in what he does, right? Yes. And so I am not surprised that he had grand aspirations for this business. And it seemed like maybe, you know, the food truck was where he started, but he was already eyeing something bigger. And so when the opportunity came, I appreciate the fact that he made the most of it. Um, because Tukey's not going to do anything small. He's not going to have to do anything. 
Oh, no, he's doing churros. We can all learn from Tuki. <laughs> we're doing churros and everything. And then CJ comes to the bar, and everybody's, you know, just enthralled by the fact that CJ McCollum is in the Bad Alibis and taking pictures, you know, from behind him, trying to be sneaky, <sighs> as fans do. And that even makes him get even more of a big head until the Food Critics article comes out and saying that him wanting to move to a restaurant isn't necessarily where Portland needs him to be. They need him to be the food truck. Yeah. That is... Because Portland also is known for being weird. It's just... It's a state of fact. Like Austin, Texas. Keep Austin weird. Keep Austin weird. Keep Portland stays weird. But that's also why... That's why it's awesome and very artsy and hipster and draws that crowd in, in, in and of itself. But... Sometimes grand aspirations don't have to go away, but that doesn't mean where you are isn't the best place for you. Like, I'm, <laughs> like in, in Tookie's in Tookie's defense, like his grand aspirations to be to be a restaurateur and you know have multiple restaurant locations everywhere is great in theory, but what he has is so special he shouldn't need to change it yet at least because they need him to stay. The food truck. Well, I thought that it was very noble of Tuki to take that article to heart and to take it to mean um, that he needed to stay where he was in the food truck. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it goes to show what kind of guy Tuki is. Like, he really is concerned with, one, always doing his best, but two, being the best for other people. And so I viewed it as he's willing to sacrifice something bigger to stay where he is and to serve Yes. You know, the people of Portland and the way that he feels that they need him. And so that, you know, I like Tuki. Tuki, you are a great guy. We love Tuki so much. Adrian Martinez is such a fabulous actor, he character is. actor. Whatever you've seen in him, he does it well. And playing Tuki is such a character where he might bring the comic relief, but he also brings like this almost, I don't want to say innocence, but very just lighthearted moment of time that I feel is needed. Oh, yeah. And teaching moments, for sure. Like I said, I think he's a great character. He's a great guy, and he's just really focused on being the best that he can be. Yes. And outside of Hansel, (laughs) you know what I mean? We don't have such, like, pure good-hearted characters. I mean, I think everyone has a good intention. So I think that everyone's, like, trying to do the best that they can, but I definitely think that Hansel and Tuki are just really good, innocent people focused on, like, being the best. Yes, as we see, Ansel is help is trying to help Tuki as much as he can, even giving advice in the crossword puzzles to Frank, who decided to just park himself there the entire day to keep an eye on Dex and Ansel. Yeah, let's talk about Ansel for a second. Ansel is my main man yeah. for this episode. Ansel for the win. So when Frank, you know, picks him up in his car to say he's going to meet Gray, they go to Pearl's Diner. And Ansel, though, don't let, seriously, I think, I think what this show also shows, don't let people with autism make you underestimate them. They're so much clever, like clever and smarter than you will ever be. Him walking into the women's restroom was genius. And I love the fact that Dex has a card that he, that she gave him. So if you ever get lost. Oh yeah, for sure. That all, like, somebody has to do is call the number on the back. Mm-hmm. That was the smartest thing ever and obviously Frank is not going to come in after you in the woman's restroom but you think it's okay because 
and Zoe's on the spectrum so, for some reason. There we have it, right? Don't judge a book by its cover. True. Um, he, he was underestimated. And he used that to his advantage. He was very, like, smart about the situation. He stayed calm the whole time. Never letting anything, no, no, ne- never letting Frank know that he was, I see what you're doing to Right, me. right, for sure. Like, he went along with it, but he did what he needed to do to make sure he was safe and that Dex was on her way. And it was a beautiful moment. It was. Yeah. Especially when Dex comes in. She lets you, hey, kitchen guy, you know, Henry needs you outside. Okay. Grabs the big kitchen knife and just parks it right. He's like, hey, buddy, how are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, so can you just go out to the car? I'll be I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I love the fact that he also, Anzo wants to protect his sister. He also says, you know, I can stay with you. Yeah. Like, if you need me, I'm here. I got you, sis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that was such a great moment. Yeah, no, I mean, Ansel loves hard. He loves the people in his life, both. Dex and Gray, and I think he's willing to do whatever for both of them, so. Yes. It's pretty great. Yeah, but Dex is you know, fierce in the best ways, and the way she took that knife to the lower region. Um, Trouble downtown she played is what she no said. games. Trouble downtown. <laughs> That's the best way. Don't do this at home. Unless guy really deserves it. I will say that. Sometimes. I think she meant don't do this at home. <laughs> When it's needed, okay. So it's a, it's a time. It's all a time for a place for don't do this at home. Protecting the people you love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really am not trying to perpetuate bad behavior. I can't help it sometimes. Okay. Um. However, we're gonna get into the Frank Dex fight. Frank is able to get the knife away from his trouble downtown. And walks Dex to the back. Now, if I was Frank, I would be very suspicious of the fact that she just got really calm. <laughs> and said, okay, let's go on outside. Yeah. That was your first mistake, sir. Yeah. But what else was she going to do? True. Like, she wasn't going to let him shoot up the the diner. Which is also Mills Diner on Ventura Boulevard. But um, I just had to get that out there. Because I, I, I love that place. It's so cute. So you mean they don't actually film in Portland? In case, oh, spoiler alert, in case you do not know, they film, they film some, I think they filmed Pilot in Portland. Okay. But after that, they filmed in LA. And I think some shots were still in Portland, but the majority of the scenes, some are shot here in LA. So, movie magic. Sorry for the spoiler. Back to the episode. Yeah. They go into the kitchen. Nobody's there still. Henry and the kitchen guy are still outside. And it's a nice SmackDown fight. I've shifted really bad the fact that Frank didn't take it easy on Dex because she's a woman. Okay. That sounds super bad, probably. But I thought the fight was awesome. Like, pick her up, slam her down, and, you know, she's going to give it, she's going to give it, it's the give and take of that, the fight that I like. Yeah. I should say, it was more about the fight exchange of the give and take of that that I appreciated. Yeah. Versus it being like, oh, I'm just going to punch you, and you're just going to take it type, like... Like half, can I say assing? Half assing the fight scene. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be in Dex's character, right? Like Kobe yeah. is, I mean, she's legit in this. Dex is legit in this. And I don't think she's, she's had a fight every episode. <laughs> and what we've learned is that she does not back down. Like she's prepared, she's ready, and she's giving it everything she's got. Yes. And so, yeah, no, he didn't take it easy on her, and she didn't take it easy on him. She went all out. And the sleeper chokehold is my favorite move ever. Just take a guy out real quick. Go to sleep. Hurry up. 
I'm tired. And you made me lose my ponytail. I'm going to sleep. Yes, her hair did come down. <laughs> her hair came down yeah. during the fight. Like, you know, that's when you know things are, like, really intense. When your hair is on a tight ponytail and it just comes loose. It's done. She worked hard. She worked hard. She she duct taped him into the freezer. Yeah. I still don't know where she got the tape. But I like the fact that she paid Henry with the cash from Frank's pocket. Oh, yeah. That was That was just a nice, nice little touch. Yeah. Just eight. I need eight. I just need eight minutes top, sir. Then you can have everybody come back in. But till then, give me just eight, my eight yeah. minutes with this. With this guy who does not want to give me the information I need. And I just have to go back to to Dex and Hoffman. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with their relationship, right? And and sometimes we can see that Dex isn't so willing to play Hoffman's game and, like, to give him the information that he's requesting. But I do like that when she was in trouble and she was going to get Ansel, she called him. No yes. questions asked. Be here right away. And he, and just he was there, up, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, granted, she didn't need you for the fight, but we like that she showed up, sir. But speaking, I thought someone was going to come in during that fight. I was like, is Ansel going to come in and, like, Dude, nobody in the, the front hear all this banging? <laughs> right. No, she handled it on her own in true Dex fashion. <laughs> I mean, woman got to do what a woman got to do. That and is true. sometimes she can only save herself. That, that is true. We do what we got to do. I, I think that's also, I think, is a statement for the show. We as women, sometimes we have to do it ourselves. If we want the answers, if we have to protect ourselves, we're going to have to do it ourselves. No longer waiting on a man to come and save us. We can save our damn selves. Yes. No, no, no. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I mean, you do what you have to do. And the theme of the show is women empowerment, for sure. Like, the, the, the women characters, the leads of these show, of this show, are just extremely, um, powerful, strong, intelligent women who take care of themselves and the people around them. Yes. So. Especially Janet, that we met this episode because she is the person that holds Dex's PI license in her hands. So she interviews Dex and, you know, she asks her those questions. You know, basic questions you get if you, you know, wanted a job. Why do you want it? Mm-hmm. And I don't think Dex truly thought of it in in depth that, because she wasn't expecting it at all. You know, she kept saying, uh, and um, mm-hmm. which is what we're not supposed to do in an interview. Yeah. Say that a lot. But she gave an honest answer. I'm not great at a lot of things. I haven't had a steady job in 10 years. But this, for some crazy reason, I am amazing at. And all the stuff, the long sleep this night you're talking about, that actually sounds great to me. Yeah. Well, Dex had had a lot on her mind, you know? She had had a lot already happening up yes. until that point with that interview. And, I mean, how many of you have ever felt like you gave an answer that was too honest? And afterwards, you were like, I just blew that. Yes. I could so identify with that. My mom always tells me that I'm way too honest. And sometimes, yeah, like, after the fact, you're like, dang, I should not have said all of that. Uh, yeah, I should have kept those thoughts <laughs> right? right back in the head that they came out. Yeah, on. exactly. Okay. But then, obviously, once they're out, you you know, you live by it. Yeah. And I think her honesty is what really made Janet say, "Yes, there's something. There's something in this woman that need that need that needs to be in this industry of the PI industry because she's real. Yeah, like everybody's trying to be shady and lie and cheat and steal, even PIs to get what they need. Mm-hmm. I think her honesty was a breath of fresh air to Janet. Yeah, and so obviously she comes back and she." hand stacks her PI license but she also reminds her that you would make a lot more money bartending I'm just saying 
Well, Dex was charging some pretty good money out there. And um, going back to the guy who who mentored mentored her. Yes. He was doing pretty well. Well, that also because he plays both sides. But yes, he was doing really yeah, well. Yeah, he was making good money. So I don't know what kind of money bartenders in Portland are making, but I think that Dex will do okay as a PI. We should look up what bartenders in <laughs> Portland make a night. Maybe I can go hang out in Portland for a weekend and bartend and see what's up. I've never been to Portland. I have never been either. Okay, then apparently we need to do that. Yeah, we have to take a trip to Portland, guys. So that was our show. Great is saved, but we don't know the oh bartenders make about nine seventy three an hour. Uh, you just said home now. Wow. In 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 Portland. What's can I go to Portland and make nine hundred seventy three an hour? No, 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 nine dollars. So 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 my bad. Okay, so you said that nineteen percent higher than the national average for a bartender, which is seven eighty four per hour. That's crazy. That's, that's great money then, and plus the tips you make too. So you pouring a good drink. You doing pretty well in Portland, I guess. I don't know if I think that's great money. I feel like I would actually have to like like actually talk to a bartender. You need to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Gray is saved, though his relationship with Dex is shaky ish for right now. That right hook was amazing, by the way. Right hook. That right. That right hook yes. punch was everything. But you know, we have to see where their relationship is going to be now because of she still knows about the ring. So I think that's what she really wanted him to tell her. Oh, I disagree. I don't think that ring was on her mind at all. Like, clearly she saw the ring. But even when she had the ring in her hand, I mean, I think she, like, gave it a moment of, like, huh. But I think that, yeah, 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 like, that was a passing thought. Of course, we'll see this come back again, right? Definitely. But I think she was so focused on the fact that there are all of these things I don't know about you. And she was livid at the idea of her brother being in danger because of Gray. Yeah. And so I think that was really the only thing on her mind. Like, how dare you do this to him, to me, and, like, I don't know you. Yeah, how dare I trust you with the one person that means the most in the world to me, and you put that person in danger. Yeah. Now, even though I got you off, should I reevaluate your role in my and his life? I mean, that's a question she's going to have to ask herself as well. I think we're giving Dex too much credit if we say she got him off. I mean, I feel well, like that was... Well, she didn't get him off so much as she asked the favor of Hoffman to take it easy on Gray. Well, that's what Hoffman said in the beginning. He's like, I'm not concerned about Gray. I want Kane. True. So, so I mean, g- the goal was he got who he wanted. Right. He got who he wanted. But yeah. speaking of, I really liked the end when Hoffman came through on his word and told, you, you know... Well, his boss. Oh, the lieutenant. Yes. That, I, like, love, I love the story he tried to weave as well in that he, he was just, you know, my informant that was very instrumental. Right. And in the she, whole takedown. And she was so happy that it was just, you know what? Just fill out the paperwork and I'm going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. Mom so that was talk. good. Yeah. So we're going to get into our real quick game of You Just Got Stumped. Love that. So, Miss Latoya. Yeah. Let's start with you. What stumped you in this episode? That punch from Dex to Gray. I did not see that coming. I thought she was going to be so happy to, like, have him back and have him safe. I had no idea she was going to rush in there and, like, sock him. Oh, for me, stumped me was 
Ansel's going to the in the ladies' room. That only only because it was just I was so cunning and I wasn't expecting it. So in my mind, I'm thinking he's gonna figure out a way to do it. I just couldn't get the whole picture until it happened. Mm-hmm. So that was so amazing. And guys, Miss Latoya has some amazing, incredible news for you. I do have some. Great news. Um, It has been reported by The Hollywood Reporter that ABC has ordered a full series of Stumptown. Ooh, we coming back. (laughs) We don't know how many episodes that means. So how many episodes will be be the full season? We don't know that yet. We just know that um, more episodes are on the way. And also... Matt Olmsted, who is a co-creator of Chicago PD, has been added as a co-showrunner to Stumptown. Yes. I love Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, the whole Chicago trilogy. So I'm sure that his addition to Stumptown will be a great, great thing. He also is the mind behind Prison Break and oh, yeah, yeah. Breakout Kings, which is seriously one of my favorite shows. So we're so happy Matt is joining this amazing show to bring us a more badass content because yeah, it's going to get sure. lit around here. So guys, we're going to get some quick predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. You want me to start? Start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next week I'm going to predict, we're going to learn the flow, I would say, of where Hoffman and Dex lie relationship-wise because we are getting introduced to somebody from Dex's past and that is a female. And I cannot wait to see the battle of the sexes for Dex in this episode, if that is how it's going to go. Because obviously there's a stalker, and I feel like that's really going to push Dex and Hoffman's relationship in a, in a way. I don't know if it's going to be a good way or a bad way, but I know it's going to get pushed in some way because now there's competition. Interesting. Interesting. But will it even be like a quadruple with Grey thrown in? We don't know. I mean, it must be nice to be Dex and to be so wanted by so many people. I mean, she has two guys. She now has a girl. So, speaking of, shout out to our host, Ollie, yes. who who brought this up. He has the, the comic book, the graphic, the graphic novel. novel. Um, and he said that Dex's character in the novel was bisexual. And so he wondered if we would see some of that on the show. And based on the preview for next week's episode, we are going to see some of that on the show. And some, you know, crooning up to a piano scenes that are all always make great TV. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens next week. As far as predictions, um, maybe we'll find out more about this engagement ring. I really hope so. Yeah. I'm like, who could it be for? Like, is it for Dex? Was it before you went to jail? Right. Was there a woman in your life before? Has there been a woman since Dex? Like, I just have so many questions about this engagement ring. So I'm hoping that next episode we can find out a little bit more about that. Guys, those are our predictions. We will see you next week for our mid-season finale, we're going to call it. Yeah. And we do have a special guest joining us. So tune in to our Twitter accounts for who that's going to be. Latoya, can you tell people where they can find you? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Latoya period Blakely or Twitter at Blakely Latoya. And you guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram and the Sorry for Your Loss after show on Tuesdays at 7 to 7.30 p.m. And I'm your new correspondent for Disney News Weekly on Popcorn Talk. See you guys next week. 
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.